countdown when we start. Oh, no. And I usually well, I have to take the click track off because nobody wants to hear the click, click, click. Oh, is that in GarageBand because of music? Yeah. There's a producer. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We record this on GarageBand, which is like this. I mean, is that that's how most people record stuff in general, right? No, they like use like Pro Tools or Ableton. Have you ever heard? I'm of not paying okay. for anything <laughs> more. No, like no. anything more. The eight dollars we pay for. I know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I just also want people to know this is the most live episode we have had so far. Yes, it really is. It is a Sunday. March, oh my gosh, that's right. I mean, February twenty eighth. Tomorrow morning, you'll hear this. Yeah, this is like our our live episode. God, well, we yeah, we can't. I can't reveal why, but we did fall behind some episodes. Life, life happens. Life happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no big deal. Um, I did think I chipped a tooth this morning, and I didn't. <laughs> um, there's just some other life events that happened, and we needed to just take a pause. I so think now here okay. we are. Here we are. I did. We I did get complimented that we are churning these out. So look at us working hard. No, we are working. We're working hard. on the day of rest. I know, and Elise always comes to Brooklyn, and it's something that we're addressing sort of in our personal lives. <laughs> we're not fighting, don't worry. Kids. We're not fighting. No, no, no. We're not. If we were fighting, we would be honest about it. We're not fighting. I just actually very upset with Claire. Yeah. If <laughs> we're getting through it, we're working through it. Okay. So today, well, okay, we're obviously gonna look at time, Elise. I'm writing the time down right now. Two. We got it. It's two. Okay. So the, I, I'm, I say this every episode to myself and maybe to you, but. We, I think it's going to be a 15 minute episode. I know. I don't we know. We know nothing we about know these nothing next about set of women. <laughs> yeah. I think we're actually going to get through a few women today that were actually multiple presidencies because, um, spoiler alert, the next two presidents only inhabit about four years and one month of time. So mm. I think we're going to get through some, some presidents right. quickly. And it's really ironic that they uh, is, there's no information because we were just discussing last episode how I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. Excuse me, if I did. Oh my god, wait, like, <laughs> so much drama. So much. Um, okay. We were just saying how news is is a thing and like the transportation system yes. has um, is more developed. So yeah. the fact that there's no information on these people really pisses me off. <laughs> well, yeah, it's bizarre. I, yeah, I I'm. It's interesting. Cause, okay, so today we're talking about Hannah Hose Van Buren. He, she's the first woman we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Van Buren presidency. Yeah. Um, the Van Buren presidency was four years. It was from 1837 to 1841. After famously Andrew Jackson, who. Really, when you talk to presidential scholar Tiger McGinley, <laughs> he says that Andrew Jackson really did a number on the presidency. He was in the presidency for eight years, and by the time he left, and Van Buren was his vice president and was very much, like, kind of, like, came up with him, so I think was, like, definitely in the camp of, like, taking over for Andrew Jackson. Yeah. But, but Andrew Jackson ran the presidency like no one had ever done it before. He ran it like a tyrannical monster basically and he was making up his own rules as we go along dare I say feels familiar (laughs) unfortunately Hmm, I understand this but he was making up his own rules as he went along so by the time eight years had passed people were really like oh my gosh how do you sort of conduct the presidency in in like not a tyrannical way yeah um and so Van Buren comes in and he wins in 1837 just after Andrew Jackson has finished his first two terms and uh it's kind of a mess it's a total mess so we're going to talk about the Van Buren presidency and he had two women that were in his life Hannah Hose Van Buren was his wife and Angelica Van Buren was his daughter-in-law yeah um spoiler alert she takes over when Hannah dies 
classic. So many people are dying. <laughs> so unfortunate. Nice. All right, so, so Hannah, Ho, Hannah Ho's... She was born March 8th, March 1783. 8th. Our first Pisces. So what does that mean? What's the Pisces okay. vibe? So Pisces Also, happy vibes. birthday coming up. It's I March know. 8th. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wait, how old would she have been? 1783? That's so much math. I actually can't do that. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> Text us if you like want to do the math. Um... So Pisces is like, Pisces is a water sign. Um, they're okay. very mercurial. Like my Pisces friends, I love them, but they're on the go. Like they okay. are. And like um, very, it like almost need, a, like almost need to be planning for the next time that they're going to like be on the go. Listen, so I'm like, a Pisces cusp and I, I You're on the that. Pisces cusp. I feel yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree You know with who's that. a Pisces? Elizabeth. <gasps> okay. My, my One of my best friends, Elizabeth. She's a Pisces. She's like my most, she's just one of my best friends. I love her. But she's very on the go. She's very, but also um, I think I, what I love about Pisces is in sort of like a Gemini way, but almost like they can kind of slip into any environment and handle it like okay cancers myself like we're watery in that way that we're sort of like always moving and kind of trying to yeah. but like I can't go into like I can't even be in like a loud bar right Do you know what I mean? like it's like I'm not <laughs> like this is pre-covid yeah so yeah, yeah. Loud bar. right pre-covid so I think the Pisces have like a mercurial energy yeah. that I um, aspire to have yeah well listen I have to assume that Hannah Hose was like that because we no don't know anything <laughs> Um, she's a Dutch lady. She was born in Kinderhook, New York. And you told me a fun story about so Kinderhook. Kinderhook, Can you New share York. That? Yes. I know nothing about this. I know. No, <laughs> Claire, I'm interviewing Claire because I know nothing about Hannah. Well, if you are related to Hannah and you want to come on for an interview, just like text us because like we'll do a two parter. Like bonus, bonus, bonus. Kinderhook, New York, I guess, was um, where Dutch settlers came. And um, took over really yeah. aggressively, as they do. Um, but they saw a bunch of Native American children playing, like, on the bank of the river uh, in upstate. Because this was kind of, like, sort of, like, a little bit past Orange County, like, where okay. you're from. Um, and uh, the they saw, like, tons of Native American children playing. So they call it Kinderhook because I guess the Native American word for children. Yeah. No, excuse me. The Dutch word for children is kinder. kinder. Oh, is kindergarten a Dutch word? See, I thought that kindergarten was named after the guy who started kindergarten, but maybe not. Mm, interesting. Or maybe it's just, like, ironically that's his name. Yeah. You know, sometimes people are, like... Like the postman was like his last name was Post or something. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, so they grew up in Kinderhook, New York, which is where um, children played. <laughs> Classic. I mean, who doesn't think of Kinderhook and think of young players? So stupid. But yeah. that's like upstate New York, which we love. We love a New York yeah. girl. We we've only had one other one, I think, right? Elizabeth Monroe in New York City. Oh right, yeah. So this is our first, or our second New York New Yorker, but she's the the suburban New Yorker. And actually, Hannah Hose on her mother's side was um, her mom's maiden name was Quackenbush, which I have three cousins named Quackenbush. Shout out to my Quackenbush cousins. Um, right, Claire, daughters of the American Revolution. No, it's true. But she, uh, on her mother's side, she's related to Elizabeth Monroe. Oh, oh look at that! And the Roosevelts. Ooh. I know. God, these families are so tied together. I know, they really are. But I love that because it's not Martin Van Buren's family. It's Hannah's family. Yeah. Like, overall. Of course, the woman's doing all the work. I know, we love her. Okay. So, yeah. So, they, she knows Martin Van Buren. Um, there's, he talks very little about her. (laughs) 
So Which is so crazy because everyone says they had this like beautiful, happy marriage. Yeah. But then when Well, they were so much in love. They were childhood sweethearts. Right. Also first cousins. Um <laughs> Concerning, yes. But the Dutch, apparently, you know, you had to marry within your Dutch little little circle. Um, He was a Dutch speaker. He wanted to marry into the Dutch community in the Hudson River Valley. Boom. That's where Hannah Hose was. There she was, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so they got married um, when he was 24 and she was 23. I think that might be the best. That's really good. Situation that we've seen. That's really good. Louisa Adams and John Adams were really were close Were they close to age too? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right, really I've good. I've already so much. We love that. Um, so that was good. The first cousin thing kind of negates the age, but, you know. It's odd, yeah. <laughs> Win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> we can't be too picky in what a year is this, you know, 18, 20-something. I know, seriously, seriously. Um, oh, no, I guess this is early What 1800s. is the most shocking thing about Hannah, though, is that she's not mentioned in his autobiography. No. So, apparently, he has an 800-page biography. <laughs> so, think of, like, Promised Land Barack Obama style. Not mentioned in the show. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, he doesn't mention Hannah at all. And there's no record of him having other relationships, yeah. other love affairs, before he met her or before or after her death. So, I don't know what's going on with Martin, but he is an <laughs> issue. So, uh, he's she's mentioned so little in his write-ins <laughs> and I guess just in his life. Right. His son John at one point has a child, a little girl, his first kid, and he wants to name it after his mother, like a good son. Yeah. And the this kid <laughs> goes to his dad, was her name Hannah or Anna? <laughs> So that is extreme. True story. There was um, my aunt's name. I think it's actually Mary, but there was like a, a kerfuffle at Ooh, one point in our this. family that okay. my grandfather did not know whether her name was Marie or Mary. And this is his wife. His daughter. His daughter. Okay. 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 <laughs> and it's like I can't remember actually if we were calling her the wrong name the whole time or however it goes. There was a. We didn't know right. what her name was, and this is kind of the situation. So the son did not know what his mother's name was. That is so. Odd. I mean, it's on Martin, honestly. I think that was bad job, like oral yes. history, bro. Seriously, and she, you know, they did say that again. We don't know a lot about. We know that she was very religious. We know that she was very into her like Dutch culture. Yeah. Martin Van Buren is the first and only president whose first language was not English, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And so you know, they spoke Dutch at home. They were really connected to that part. Um, at a point. Um, Martin Van Buren becomes a lawyer and he gets his law degree. And so that's when they move to Albany is when he's like, okay. And they move to Albany and then they start having all these kids. She gets pregnant six times. Four of her children live into adulthood, which is incredibly good odds for the time that they were living in. And in fact, it's kind of crazy because when you read about Hannah, one of her legacies is the fact that she had four children live into adulthood because it was such (laughs) a Yeah, good job. While she was like dying of tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to make a note too about this. So they mention here like uh, these writers who are in our little resource book here um, they're trying to, I guess, justify the fact why Martin never spoke about Hannah. And they make a note of, like, many men in this time, like, leaders, whether political or scientific, they didn't, they talk about their lives without mentioning their personal lives. Yeah. And that just brings me back to, like, if this was reversed, like, what woman is not asked about her personal life? That's such a good point. And, like, yeah. they didn't even think to ask, uh, someone who's running for governor or someone who's, at some point, he's secretary of state. Classic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Of course, I mean, no spoiler. Of course, no he's Secretary spoiler. of State. I mean, are you president? Can, can you? When were you Secretary of State? If a tree falls, do you hear it? I mean, come on. Did you live in Virginia? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, like, that was the excuse. It was like, oh, well, they, he just, they wouldn't ask a man about their personal lives, about their children or their wives. Yeah, so, like, yeah. of course he didn't mention And I her. mean, ugh, gosh, it's very I think it's odd, and I think it's also hard. Like, I do sometimes think that there should be a, like, your work life is one life and your personal life is something else. And I don't, I, I don't even think women should be asked about right, that's it. Right, you know if I mean? that's like, fine, if that's the case, but then right. don't turn and ask a woman if she's in the personal, in the public world 100%. about her family. And like, 100%. I mean, they weren't interviewing the wives back, back then, but I like, oh it God. happens now. Like, no, totally. Yeah. How many yeah. times are we tearing apart these women's lives and their kids? Like, oh, well, you're working. What do you mean you're not home? Or if a woman's running for, um, like, you know, mayor or something. It's like, well, how are you keeping well, up Dr. with... Well, Dr. Jill, people don't want her to work. Yeah, and like, well, how are you keeping I mean, up with everything? And she doesn't even have kids in school age. So, no. like, imagine what it's like for women no, who are... No, and I think about, like, Bill and Hillary. You know, it was like the whole argument with a lot of the people that supported Bill, for better or for worse, were like, well, it's his personal life. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's like, meanwhile, we're But like Hillary tearing... couldn't keep her last name and, like couldn't go to and law. And we, like, ruined <laughs> yeah. Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Like, her entire life. Yeah. It's really, really hypocritical, and you're so right. And it, it's, it is odd that they didn't mention Hannah at all. It does say that, you know, I think it's interesting because um, Martin Van Buren would eventually become uh, vice president under Andrew Jackson. Yeah. And I think his second term, must have been his second term, because what's-his-name was the vice president Calhoun oh yeah classic <laughs> Calhoun, <Fucking> Calhoun. <laughs> I know. but but it does say it, that like they loved having par- this is so actually kind of creepy but like Andrew Jackson and Martin Van Buren would have like parties where like lots of women would come because they like to like be around women but no. like they didn't well Andrew Jackson as we learned last episode or last two episodes kind of had that like I'm the good guy for women. Yeah, totally. I'm actually a feminist. I'm using quotations. You can't see me in this yeah. audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, had that vibe. So, you know, most of his hostesses or first yeah. ladies were not his romantic, or none of them were his romantic partners. So you mentioned this, like, it's, he was given women these essential jobs. It wasn't like yeah, they yeah, were in yeah. a partnership anyway. So maybe being around women, they thought they were like, you know, getting ahead in the political game because of that. I don't know. I mean, so much, but like we talked about last time, I mean, so much of campaigning was done on these like low key, like parties that you would have, especially with women who could low key campaign because you weren't really allowed to. So, I mean, they weren't wrong in trying to like saddle up to these women, but it just sounds creepy the way they talk about it. Right? Um, I mean, not to get too topical, but like very Andrew Cuomo vibes. That's like going on. Like, I know. I I, I say, I say, oh no, not for him, for the women. Yeah. But like, that's his whole excuse of the two allegations against him is, oh, well, I was like their mentor and I wasn't creepy. He didn't say creepy, but I wasn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like, no, you can't put on the mentor hat when you get in trouble for your misbehavior. Well, and unfortunately, <laughs> perception is everything. And yeah. I think that that's why, like, you have to be really careful when you're in a workplace environment. Because, like, who cares what your intention is? The perception of what you did is yeah. this. You know what I mean? And, like, unfortunately, that's where it falls flat, all of right. those things. Because there's really no excuse. Uh-huh. If somebody perceives it to be the way that they perceive it, that. That right, is yeah. what it is. And also, like, if you... This is so off topic, but if you can't, like... I, I 
don't know, behave in a workplace, like, maybe you shouldn't be in society. Like, it's like, well, that's what I hate about this whole thing was like, well, we can't even flirt with women anymore. But like, if you are concerned that your flirting is going to get you accused of sexual harassment, (laughs) you're not flirting correctly, dude. Just free tip out there if any men are listening to us. If that's your concern... Just stop flirting. This is, yeah, yeah. I'm you need to, how you're... You need to pick up like a, like a, like a Vogue or something. Yeah. Like, like, or like, like watch like one, like one, um, <laughs> who am I thinking of? Oh my God. Like, uh, never mind. <laughs> like read one Cosmo? Yeah, like Cosmo's read, even terrible, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just wow. Like. Nora Ephron. That's what I was Oh yeah. Saying. Watch one... like one Nora Ephron movie. <laughs> like, and then like get to it. Like it's really not a big deal. No, it's really troubling. So. Oh, anyway. We're going to on this topic. Then yeah. are in. Well, anyway, I think, unfortunately, what we, all we know about Hannah is that she and Martin were childhood sweethearts. They got married when they were 24 years old. They moved to Albany to kind of um, get Martin's career going as a lawyer. She has six children, four of which live into adulthood, but then, tragically, when she's 35 years old, she dies of tuberculosis. Yeah, she dies really young. They really were in love. He apparently kept a locket of a painting of the two of them in, uh, with him at all times, so all accounts, they really loved each other. They had a good relationship. Super glad her kids lived. (laughs) I know. I mean, yeah. Um, But yeah, she died really young. One of her uh, grandsons ends up being, oh, no, 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 sorry, that's the next one. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, Harrison. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Buren. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, uh, Hannah, we... She never, obviously, dies 18 years, I guess, before Van Buren's president. So, she never yeah. gets to see him as president, um, which is sad. But there's no record of her not really, like... She, from what we can tell, she wasn't, like, super in love with politics. So, you know, maybe she never even saw that coming for her husband. Who knows? I mean, they moved to Albany. I think she kind of knew that something was going to yeah. go down. But yeah, I, I guess do he think... was in the, the business, if Yeah, you will. yeah, yeah. But but I do think that, like, she was, like, she, yeah, she was just she was just a, a Dutch woman who was yeah. trying to, like, live her life and had this great family. Um, and, again, like, these men, like, so distraught and don't know how to like function with grief and so they just decide to not talk about it <laughs> again men don't go to therapy they rub bras they rub bras i'm right. gonna get them on a t-shirt that's our first merch oh my god i love that <laughs> float it to ever merch coming soon <laughs> men who don't go to therapy just run for office that's so good so okay so Van Buren does get elected to con- uh, to Congress to president. He is Finally. he does become the president in 1837 again, and uh, drama drama happens right, right off, off the bat. bat. <laughs> so much drama! Congratulations, America! You hit your first impression. <laughs> yeah, you hit your first impression. Wait, so do we? No, we don't meet Angelica well, yet, right? Yes. Well, but let's before we get into Angelica because no, I know. what we happens to, to her? About... We need to talk about the depression situation. We do. There's the first some preface to so there's her something situation. that happens. Yes, in 1837, there is what happens. It's the Panic of 1837. It's the first American depression. It's the first like major yeah. depression, recession, whatever you want to call it. We've obviously seen. Like more and more of them, really. As a 33-year-old woman, we've lived through two of them. I know. So, it's not great. But yeah, not, <laughs> not great. Not great. Not honestly. great. Um, but this is the first big one, and it's the it's caused by Shut Andrew in. Jackson. Oh, my God. Andrew. Do you want to tell the story? Do you want me to tell the story? Yeah. yeah I mean, all no, I know it's is... hilarious. So, pretty much, Andrew Jackson wanted to... He signed an executive order that... 
essentially said these these coins, these special coins, currency that were in America. <laughs> he made up like new coins. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna call it monopoly money. Yes. I don't want to be like <laughs> hyperbolic and you know dramatic with Andrew Jackson, but. He created Monopoly money. Yeah. And he said that th- these two coins, those gold and silver coins, can only be used to purchase uh, purchase government land. So if you were, like, expanding whatever you were doing, you could right. use these coins. So he right. signed this executive order. And I think it was obviously so that the so that the South people could go and buy more land in the South. He was yes. very like pro land ownership and like lots of land ownership, which of course is like yes. very pro slavery because, well, because that's this, how that was maintained. Yes. And yes. at this time the men who had the most power were white men who owned land. Exactly. So yes. this kind of benefited him and his his friends. Um, and it, it somehow screwed over the second U.S. bank, and it was just not good. I mean, in the you, moment, it might have been like, oh, this is going to help America thrive economy. No, Andrew Jackson did not think that. He thought, this is going to help me and my bros yeah. like, have lots of land and own lots of people. <laughs> yeah. He sucks. Spoiler alert. Uh, it it does not work. help anything in the economy. Because come now, 1837, I mean, New York decides... Oh, this currency is not valid. He's not the president anymore. We're yeah. not taking this currency. Not, this is absolutely ludicrous. So, in modern terms, Claire and I were saying, it's like them telling you, like, oh, by the way, your $5 bill doesn't exist. It's worth nothing. So, imagine you're, you have $5 bills <laughs> and you're just, like, really pissed because now you can't use them. It's essentially worthless. Yeah. So, I don't know how many people have these coins, but apparently enough that it sent... The economy in turmoil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it totally blew up the economy. And specifically in, I think, like, the, you know, everywhere. I When you look up the Panic of 1837, it's like New Hampshire was the only state that wasn't affected. Like, everywhere yeah, is affected. It was... The cities are affected because of, you know, and then the... the and of course, the South is affected because they're trying to buy up more land down there, and now they can't anymore. Yeah. And I have to imagine that some people, you know depending on how old they were or how much they had been in like the mode of purchasing and buying things for themselves like this might have been the only thing they had for money right I mean yeah who's saying that they have other I mean I don't know what currency was around at this time but like if you had these coins you were just fucked and this lasted a long time it lasted to the mid 1840s Profits and wages went down. Prices went down. Unemployment went up to as high as 25%, which I don't know what it was in the Great Depression or during our, like, recent COVID um, recession thing that's happening, but that's really fucking high. 25% 25%. high. And, um, like you were saying in the South, the cotton prices went skyrocketed, um, but the transportation did help the South a little bit easier because they were able to disperse the cotton more. Oh, okay. Yeah, the South, of course, was a little bit relieved from this. So it mostly hit the North, um, the Northeast. So that that's how this all started in New York. You were saying like yes. there was no food here. It really hit the city hard. Oh yeah, there was no food. There was no. There was nothing. People had nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, I mean, so that is that happens in 1837, which is exactly the year that um, Van Buren gets elected. So pure, pure, poor Van Buren is coming in. And he's getting blamed for this mess that he did not start. Well, Let's but remember. no, but he was vice president to Andrew Jackson. That's true. Now, that Andrew is true. Jackson probably didn't give a shit what anyone said. I don't believe that Andrew Jackson yeah. was listening to anyone's advice. But Van Buren was a little bit of his puppet. So it's no, like that's Van true. Buren, like you're sort of Ooh, Van Buren, how pensive you. I, like I that. seriously. So Van Buren comes in and he does get blamed for how yeah. he handled the Panic of 1837 because 
I don't think that at the time America was growing at such a fast rate and um transfer and technology was growing at such a fast rate that it's like I don't yeah. know what you what did what do you even do in that situation right well classic uh they weren't called Republicans back then I think they were Democratic Republicans but yeah all for modern day purposes they were conservative yes. Republicans classic he didn't want to use government bailout or relief so yeah. I mean I mean, we're literally telling the same story. It's, so, like, it's like in 2021, absolutely it's the same thing. I'm sorry. And, oh so God. MVB refused to use any sort of bailout, stimulus, right. relief. Um, the government didn't want to help people. So it was kind of just like, well, let's hope we climb out of this, you know, shit hell ourselves. Really rude, so, honestly. <laughs> yeah, super rude. Super rude. So to bring this now to the, the protests, um... As we said, Hannah died before they were able to come in, or before Martin Van Buren was elected president. So he needed, men can't do anything alone. They needed the first lady hostess. (laughs) So who came in? Her name is Angelica. Angelica. And she is the daughter-in-law. She is married to one of Van Buren's sons, Abraham. Um, She was introduced to Abraham by... Dolly Madison. <gasps> Dolly Madison. Who is still roaming the streets of D.C. in her old dresses. I'm just picturing this baddie ass lady, but like cool. No, for just sure. Just like in gowns, in I her tur- cool turbans, with her like snuff. You know she's just like high on snuff. Oh, high on snuff all the time. But like living in like a, like a closet, maybe? Like she had no money. Like I, I don't understand how she's no, still even like she living. She's shuffling life. around with like moth eaten holes. Like <laughs> like like scarves, you know? This poor woman. I mean hey, well, well, you know what I'm picturing. <laughs> Sorry. The Grey Gardens, <laughs> ladies. Are you picturing <laughs> Oh, okay. <That's- laughs> no, this is even more specific and worse. The Titanic scene when Jack Dawson is showing Rose his drawings and he's like, Oh, this lady sat at the end of the bar every night waiting for her long lost love. <laughs> With her finest jewelry, like yes. all of it on her. Oh my gosh, that's Dolly. what Dolly looks like. Shuffle around like, these days. You know, we gotta we gotta love Dolly because like she was having the best time. She's still my favorite, I think, so far. She's having up to, such a good time. What is this, the eighth president? Yeah, uh, I'm tenth. really. We're the tenth. Van Buren was the tenth president. Oh God, oh, yeah, I think so. You're welcome, people. We're really just going through this. I am. Um. So yeah, so uh, that's how Angelica meets. Um, Abraham. Abraham, her yeah. husband. Yeah. But real quick, Angelica was born on February 13th. What does that mean? What What is she? Is that um, Pisces too? No, Aquarius. Oh, what is that? Ooh, Aquarius. We just had an Aquarius. The Aquarius was um, Louisa. Okay. I think. Wait. Oh my gosh, sorry. I have to get up my chart. Claire has a whole matrix of <laughs> star signs and the first lady. I will paste this and sell it for merch too. I just think it's interesting. Two merch ideas came through this episode. Okay, I put it in the wrong section of my notebook, so hold on a second. Okay. Um, Wait, what did I just say? Aquarius. Yeah, Louisa. Louisa is an Aquarius. Aquarius is, um, like I said, presidential scholar Tiger McGinley is an Aquarius, and he, not just him, but all Aquariuses, they're air signs. Um, They're sort of like in the clouds, but also very focused in the way that, like, they're going to do what they want to do. Angelica is, like, a perfect Aquarius. Yes. So, yeah, yeah she was and born in... sort of don't care what other people think about them. No, not at all. That's what Aquarius This is, is very about. Angelica. So yeah. she was born um, in South Carolina. She was educated at the Columbia Female Academy, a private school, and then at Madame Grillaud's French School in Philadelphia. So she came up north. Good for her. Um, she was really popular in school, a very pretty girl. There's a picture of her in our book here. She looked... You know, I guess like every other woman in eighteen. No, she looks so much fancier. Yeah, fancier. She I guess just so fancy. They make their necks look so thick in these portraits. Like were women? I don't know. 
That's... They all had gout. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding she didn't have gout I, as far as i know oh, that's funny um so yeah she was really well educated which i think helped her um maneuver her way around dc and maybe what impressed dolly because when she came to uh-huh. dc oh God, you in have to be a badass to impress dolly madison yes seriously well i mean these two make sense because they, totally. are, they like the fancy life you yeah, know and yeah, the schmoozing yeah, yeah. so sure. i'm glad they became buds yeah but um, yeah, so she Dolly Madison introduced her to Abraham. His Abraham, name Abraham, yeah. Um, and then eight months later, they were married. So quick engagement. Yep. Um, and they get married in um, 1838. Yes. So they get married, and they are her, her father-in-law is the president. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're getting married, like amongst all of this, um, and. I guess, you know, they, so, well, they get married, and then they go on a very long extended honeymoon to Europe. Yeah. Um, and when they're in Europe, they meet the Queen of England. They meet um, French King, the Louis, French King Louis. Like, they, they meet all of these, like, really yeah. high up people over in Europe. Um, <laughs> they say they really took Europe by storm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, wow. I mean, in defense, I don't think they were pretending to be Napoleon's sister to get away from, like, pirates. No, so, no, no, no. Calm down, also, Angelica. Seriously. But it's, like, it's so funny to me that, like, you can take a whole continent by storm. Yeah. Like, what a, like, well, you must, I, like, you must go to a lot of parties. I, not to brag, but I vacation a lot. Uh, yeah, I like to do. vacation other countries. I'm not taking anything by storm, okay? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sleeping in very, very scary Airbnbs. <laughs> And just like I don't know, try to get some beers. So no, you have to do like you have to I need eat. to do an Angelica tour de force in yes, Europe. Yes. Apparently, I'm missing out on uh, you know getting hosted by well, the queen. Apparently, your European courts were really excited that they weren't um, what they what did they call them backwoods barbarians? Because <laughs> I think at this point, America has made yeah. quite the name for itself, and it's like right. We okay, you can come here, but like I think they half expected them to. I don't know, not be, like, high, like, echelon kind of, but Angelica, like, surprises yeah. them. She's quite fancy. Well, I mean, especially in England, you have to imagine they're a little hesitant of Americans because these people just, like, needed to break away from you. So, yes. of course, you think they're lunatics. Yes. Like, yeah. And there's been multiple wars at this point, and they've been around for uh, 50 years. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's been two wars of depression. <laughs> People pour the street. DC is a swamp, like an actual swamp. And that's where they learn about to make their capital. Like it's like yeah, there's a moat around everything. <laughs> like you're just canoeing your way around DC. <gasps> oh, Dolly is you know so shuffling funny. around in her yeah. pearls. You're so, right. Like, of no course, one's doing like, us any favors. So then Angelica comes and, and they're like, like, she's not a barbarian girl. Interesting. She like wow. She was like educated in all of this. Um. So she goes to Europe, and not only does Europe. Is Europe impressed by her? But I think Angelica's impressed by Europe and says, I'm going to bring some of this European oh, yeah. dial back to America. Well, listen, baby America, 50-year-old America is not having it. They are no, not having it. Uh, America in the middle of a depression where people can't use the coins that they said they could. <laughs> not into someone who's, like, trying to make everything look really big. Well, actually, here's, here's something that I'll say. Now that we've, like, had a couple of these ladies, and it'll be interesting to see what happens because I think about, like, someone like Jackie Kennedy or whatever, but yeah. it's, like, Americans have a real issue with people wanting things to look nice. Yes. What is that? Yeah. They didn't like it when Elizabeth Monroe tried to do it. They didn't right. like it. Like, they have a real issue with things trying to, like, look nice. It, 
Yeah, and I, I guess wonder... it was like back in the day. I want to say it was like oh, because they didn't want it to be a European because they were so this and this and that and like, but like, what aren't we past that? Because even still, like. Wait, I mean, it happens consistently because of, I mean, I'm going to go back to Nancy Reagan. You guys are very excited to talk about oh Nancy, my God, that's be so good. you know, in 20 years from now. But it, it, I just feel like it's always happening when everyone else in the country is going through a really terrible time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this first family rolls in. And unfortunately, it's the woman usually because they're just part of that, like, right, the right, socializing right. part of the White House. So here they come with their fancy shit, and everyone's like, "What are you doing, you lunatic?" I like, know, but I mean, I it happened as recently with Jackie got uh, got shit for that. I know. I, I don't mean, remember when she redid the White House and did that interview. Did she get shit for it? I don't remember. I think. So. Well, I think she got shit for trying to look more European than maybe she was. Yeah. She was copying European designers and like stealing so their designs. Yeah. But I don't know. I just like think like America. It's so funny. Like we, like do. Do we even have a sense of style? Like, no, what, we isn't it all borrowed? We like, want it both ways. We want this family, particularly the first family, to be accessible and down to earth yes. and like relatable. But then we also want them to be in charge and a little bit, not elitist, but like higher up than the average American. So, like, I think still we haven't found that balance. Yeah, and I think and about, you're complaining either way. I know. I think about someone like Martha Washington who would just have like parties for everyone. Yeah. And like that isn't sustainable either. No, you can't just have people rolling up <laughs> into the White House. I mean, that happened with Andrew, or no, yeah, with Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was sad, but, like, they, for his inauguration, there was people, like, ruining the carpet. Oh, yeah, remember his inauguration? He had, like, 10,000 people in the White House. <laughs> yeah, they just, like, show up. Like, I want my politicians to, yes, of course, be relatable. I think that's helpful, but, like, I shouldn't just be able to knock on their door and, like, go have coffee with them yeah <laughs> you know, like, definitely I want them to be working like I want them yeah. to be too busy to you're have too busy <laughs> we should not you should be smarter than me yeah and we you, you should be have, busy you should have more maybe on your that's schedule what it is maybe it's like with the first lady because it's such an undefined job but we're like we force it to be a job yeah it's like it, it feels like a luxury to be able to redesign the White House every four years right and it is but at the same time if we don't have a set design for this role then why are we so mean to these women when they're just like right well I guess I'll make the home because I'm a homemaker which is like what am I supposed to do yeah but it's like we give them shit for it every time of course yeah no, it's, God, that's crazy. I mean, I feel like the only reason patriarchy. Michelle Obama got away with like her rose garden thing is because she was like planting vegetables. Right, that that like leaned into her project. No, but, like, I know, but I'm like, maybe what if she just wanted to plant some fucking flowers? Right. Who cares? And it's also, I mean, my hypocrisy comes in too because I thought that was great, but then you know, cut to Melania Trump, who's like building a tennis court while like half a million Americans are dying. And we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> is this the time to redesign a tennis court? I don't think so. I know. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that either way, it's complicated and it's, like, fraught. But yeah. anyway. So Angelica, Angelica, Angelica is stoked to be first lady, Stoked though. to be so, first lady. Or, Comes yeah, back from Europe. And Andrew. She's young, too. She's 22, 22. at this point. So she's yeah. a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes back um, to, to Washington after Europe. And she is, they, they want to create a New Year's open house, which I guess Andrew Jackson famously did. <laughs> they really love this New Year's Eve situation. I know, I wonder. Does like, the White House, I feel like that doesn't happen now. I know, I'm curious right? to see, like, when who ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Angelica. Who messed that up? Yeah. <laughs> Next one, like, Henry Harrison, like, nothing happens. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, that's for other reasons. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But, um, no, but so Angelica, they, they want to throw, like, a New Year's open house. Yeah. And so um, 
they decide to do that. But Angelica, I guess, <laughs> arrives and she's wearing some like really fancy dress. She has ostrich like, feathers in her hat. <laughs> yeah. And remember, Panic of 1837 is still happening. <laughs> we are in a depression. This does not get cleared up to mid 40s. This is 1839. So two yeah. years into a depression where people are starving, unemployment's at 25%. <laughs> Angelica rolls in with ostrich feathers on her hat. Wildly inappropriate. <laughs> and people are pissed. So the New Year's Regular, party, everyone's yeah. like p- stoked on this New Year's party. Yeah. And then people show up and they see her and they're like, she also created a diet. Yeah, she created, that's right, a tableau. That's what they call it, a tableau. So in the French courts or the European courts, they oh would welcome God. the guests while the fancy people or like the people on the court were on this dais, the tableau, yeah. if you will. So <laughs> Angelica has the bright idea. Let's replicate that in the White House. <laughs> Angelica, read the room, girl. 1837. Read the room. Read the room. So she gets shit. Like, Americans are pissed they are at her. Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, I can't listen, blame them. No, she, you know, it. that's just, that's just what happened. I yeah. mean, you know, the, she, I, again, like, I think, and, and so I think, I don't know if she ever really recovers from that, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Because he's only president for, like, two more years. Because he's right. only president until 41. Um, There's so much going on at this point, too. Like, so the, the depression is happening. The Civil War, like, obviously we're, we're quite a ways from it. But it's, like, things are bubbling and boiling Yeah, because already it. the North and South have been, like, impacted very differently from just, like, a simple, not yeah. a simple, but from the depression. Yeah. There's also, um, we'll talk about it when we talk about um, William Henry Harrison's wife. There's a lot of, like, territory stuff happening. So, like, yeah. the United States isn't even really... Like you said um, earlier when we were talking about the panic, the the next time the United States gets back the gold that it yeah. needed would be the California Gold Rush, which is still like up 20, 30, 40 years away. Yeah, was that 1848? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, so it's like we, but that was like the first time people were going out to California. Even, right, really. yeah. You know, so, so I think that, you know, we, we, it's just so new and we're still trying to find so many things like Ohio is a territory Indiana is a territory like these places aren't even states yet right I guess I'm just trying to illustrate how much is going on like what you're yeah I mean I I say this now about our current situation like oh my god we're still such a baby country this is like infant country yeah so of course things are just there's a lot happening yeah and like you were kind of saying the civil war is far away but I think there was a lot that was happening during Van Buren and frankly Jackson's presidency yeah where the northern sentiment is changing about slavery yeah. in a real you, way. Yeah, you start to see the fabrics tear between the North and South and how yeah. quickly it's they're pulling apart. And the negotiations between the two parties and the the unity, if you will, is starting to... It's not, it's, you know, they're starting to see clear differences in their parties yeah. and what their beliefs are and how they want to move forward with the and country. And Van Buren will famously go down in history as helping to start the two-party system. Yeah. He was very strongly... Um, like fervent about a two-party system and I think that 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 system it it's fine you know but it does it does make clear delineations between what side you're on right and and you know anytime that there's like a winner and a loser it's it's hard yeah um but anyway you know they they start to talk about how you know Angelica you know, we have Hannah, who never got to really see Van Buren as the president, and then Angelica comes in, and I think people thought it was going to go really well because she made yeah. such a st- like a, a a stomp in Europe. 
Um, and then when she comes back to America, she, people don't like her, and she is so surprised. Shocked by Shocked. yeah. Shocked. My favorite part is they say, so she tore out the diet, she stopped doing the pose ed, which just cracks me up, but by then the administration was almost over, and she was part of what's like it. <laughs> So people were just really angry with her. Yeah, and, and I mean the vibes they were given off. Yeah, she it was that's just, you know, and yeah. I think and again, I think like Van Buren again, like it's not the first ladies, it's not his hostess that thinks his administration. Yeah. He did that. And the fact that he's pretty much ignoring the separation between North and South. He's not paying attention to it. Yeah. He's not paying attention to the crazy depression that's going on. He doesn't want to help anyone. Like he yeah, so, like, what were do you doing? Job. I don't understand what you did. Like, no wonder you didn't get reelected. I know this essentially wasn't your fault, but you didn't do anything to relieve the Well, the and he thought he country. was going to get reelected, which is hilarious. Oh, he right, shows up to that. the convention yeah. in 1841 and is like, I think this, this is me. Because I guess back in the day, and even, um... I guess sometimes now it depends, yeah. No, more recently, there's, I feel like there was, did I say, is it Kennedy? I feel like Kennedy didn't know he was going to be. There's. It, it's more recent than not that we actually know who our candidate yeah. is going to be when we arrive at the convention. But he showed up to the Democratic convention, <laughs> which, again, was the Re- Democratic Republican yeah. Party. But he showed up to the convention thinking that he was going to get the nomination. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Oh. Right. And then didn't he try to start a new party at one point? The he Free did. Soil he tried Party. Yeah. He tried to start the yeah. Free Soil Party, but that so was, he, that was after. He, yeah, so 1841. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, William Henry Harrison gets elected, and then in 44, he comes back to try and start the Free Soil Party. Van Buren did. Yeah. Oh, my God. To Van run. Buren, like, give it up. Well, and then he runs again later on. I know, it's crazy. I'm rolling my eyes at Van Buren. He, he won't just, stop. In 48, he runs. He sneezes up. Anyway, so, I mean, I guess we have to do advice for these ladies. Like, yeah. is there anything? Yeah, I mean, Hannah. Actually, my advice is to Devin, our friend. Oh, find cure a cure tuberculosis. All these women are dying of TB. Our very good friend Devin works in TB. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm starting to get annoyed at this point, so get well, on yeah, it, Well, yeah, the Deb. first ladies keep dying of tuberculosis. They're all dying of tuberculosis. My and God. all I can think of is Moulin Rouge, because that's Nicole Kidman's character oh God, dies of TV. That seems really bad. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, calls up a lot of blood at that point. I know, I know, I know. That, so, that <laughs> makes me sad. <laughs> Oh my god, that image of like you—it's in so many movies, but that image of like the pull away the blood moment—you know what I mean? Like that is such a moment. And then you're like, oh no, she's never gonna be able to sleep with you and McGregor's. One of my favorite comedians is Naomi Ekperigan. Shout out, and she has a really funny joke about how like that's where America is at. Like America, like, <laughs> this was like two years ago. She was like that moment where you like pull away and you see the blood. Like, yeah, that, that's like where America was. Oh, at. for like, sure. Three years ago it was when she would do the joke, but I just like everyone knows that like iconic shot. Yeah. of like someone well, coughing and like pulling away in the blood. Well, it's now ridiculous. we're just coughing up blood like and not covering our mouths, <laughs> like and just living on with it. No, that's it. Yeah, we I, well we have masks on, so it's a little bit easier. Yeah, we're just spreading the TV. Oh everywhere. my god. Well, yeah. Okay, so shout out to Devin and also please cure TB. That's and my. Then, Advice My advice Hannah. for Hannah um, is, uh, I feel like don't move to Albany. Like, things seem pretty chill in Kinderhook. <laughs> yeah. Like, stay in Kinderhook. Yeah. Like, stay with your Dutch people. Stay, like, chilling. Like, I think things, like, really picked up once you moved yeah. to Albany. And, like, don't. I got tuberculosis in, in Albany. Oh, side note, this, we for, I forgot to mention this. She was pregnant during her TB, like, as it got bad. And she had a baby and then died. So, like, um. 
Wow, like way to power through that pregnancy. No, truly, like she was, a, she was a cool. I think she was like a strong woman. I feel like, like yeah, Martin Van Buren seems like he was a lot of a person. He seems like he was, he and he also seems him. like he also seems like he was like, like didn't know that people like he seems like one of those people who just like talks to the air, and you're sort of like, who <laughs> yeah, are you talking yeah, to? Yeah. Like I feel like that was his whole vibe. And to be married to someone like that's like that's really lot. hard. Yeah. So anyway, that's my advice for Hannah is, like, don't move to Albany. Like, like, like hold up in Kinderhook. Yeah. Which, and then what's your advice for Angelica? Angelica. Lay off the ostrich feathers. Mm. You know, you yeah. can wear a turban. Dolly wore a cool turban and people dug her. So, yes. like, maybe just take out the feathers. That's just seems so like a little good. bunch. That's so good. Also, like, read one history book. Because at <gasps> this point, America has seen people go to Europe, come back, act yes. cooler than America, and it doesn't go well. Oh my god, no. Remember Elizabeth in Paris? Oh, we had a whole... Epi- yeah, go back to that episode if you forgot. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you should know this by now. Yeah, stop acting Rookie like mistake, that. Angelica. Yeah, no, Europe and America. Young and foolish. Different places. Yeah. Famously different continents. <laughs> As one knows. Two different continents. Oh, this was like a fun app. I didn't know if it was going to be this much fun because I just feel like these women are just like kind of like, I don't know. Like My advice to the world is like write a book on these yeah, two ladies because like, I have questions. Wait, and also my advice is to the uh, White House First Lady website. When you, <laughs> you click on Hannah's name, it says page not found. Just FYI. So, yeah, can we get can that we petition like, going <laughs> that someone can like refresh these pages because there are two girls in Brooklyn that need to know about these ladies. We're trying to educate the masses. So that we can tell you. Yeah, we're doing the legwork for you. You just have to listen to us like scream into the the computer (laughs) for 45 minutes. So you're welcome people. All right. Well, we'll be back next time with, um, with Anna, famously not Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Anna Sims Harrison.